Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to part two of Joe Marler's trip to the moon underwater. And what a delight it's been to have him uh, so far. Joe has chosen Guinness, Stoford Press, Bruce, Jack's Pinotage Malbec, and bottles of Corona, which are all gone off, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and he left us at the end of part one with a little tidbit that his mum used to run a pub. So we'll find out about that soon, but we do need to be removed from our sporting tenterhooks by the lovely Robin. Robin. Hi, thanks, John. Yes, the Moon Underwater pub quiz was about the Summer Olympics this week, and um, the first question was, which was the first city to host the Summer Olympics for a third time? So, Joe, what are you, what are you saying? I This isn't the correct answer, but I believe it to be the the actual correct answer. I believe that the answer you have as the quiz master... Um, is wrong. Interesting. Like this. Like it. it. Go on. But I don't know what your answer is yet, so I can't give my answer until. Okay. You want to hold back? You want to so hold... hedge your bets? Going to have to. Yes. Okay. So, John, what have what have you got? Well, I think London, and I think Joe thinks Athens. <laughs> well, I've got London, and John's got London. So, what what what's, what's your what's your thinking, Joe? I I also had London. Oh, okay. What did you think I had? I thought you. I thought you. I thought you had London, and I changed my answer to copy you guys. Oh, right. to fit in God. because it's quite clear um, that you can read me like a book. <laughs> um, Athens surely is the real answer. They they must have had it there loads of times. Surely, yeah. But I mean, I'm talking modern official. Wasn't in the question. That would be my answer. Okay, oh, yes, would love yes. to do a pub quiz with Joe. Yeah, Finally, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be the most frustrating <laughs> member of the team. So, do I give Joe a point? Um, I don't think you can sort of hold your cards close to your chest until you see what other cards people have got, and then scribble down their card <laughs> on your card. Poker would be a very different game, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, if you just had blank cards and yeah. you'd clearly drawn the aces on yourself. <laughs> okay, let's go to question two about the future Olympics. Where will the Summer Olympics be held in 2024, 2028 and 2032? Joe, would you like to hazard a, a guesses, some guesses? Uh, in 2024, the Summer Olympics will be held in Beijing. Again. And the next one, <laughs> 2020. And in 2028, it will be held in... Uh, Harare. Nice. Hazard a guess for the 30s, although it's not looking good, but carry on. Not looking good. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the 30, is it 2032? Yes, yeah. 
2032 will be in it'll be a South American uh, city and it'll be Mendoza. Lovely guesses and some lovely choices there. Uh, John, what do you think? Well, can I suggest that maybe me and Joe get a point if we get any of the ones that are because the matching them with a year is tricky. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, get any of them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I I think I'm going to say Rome 2024. Okay. Then I think Johannesburg 28 and LA 32. I'll, okay, I'll give you LA. Yeah. Um. So it's Paris in 2024. Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. For the third time. It's LA in 2028, ah. also for the third time. And 2032, it's in Brisbane huh. for the first time. It's the third time in Australia, but it's the first time it's been in Brisbane. Where were the previous two? Sydney and... Melbourne in oh, 1956. Yes. We remember it well. I remember it well. And question three, what is the northernmost city at which the Summer Olympics have been held? Joe, what do you think? Can you get a point? <laughs> so I would. I'm, I'll argue. I'll argue the fact that I. I believe I've got half a point from the first question. Okay, okay you're bigger enough. than me. So are we? Mar- are we marking? Are we marking our own sheets or I, I, are we I'm, passing it? To- I'm. 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 I'm marking. I'm marking. Oh, fuck. Okay, so it's zero. Uh, <laughs> Northernmost city uh, summer Olympics. I have not got. The foggiest. I'm trying to think of where where's north of me. Mm. Luton. Luton. That's a lovely guess. Joe's gone for for Luton. John. Well, I'm going to go with the first thing I wrote, which I don't think is right because actually it's not as far north as I thought. I said Toronto, but I think it might be Moscow. Uh, that's. A, I like you working out. It's Helsinki. Oh, of is it, it really? Is. In, in 1952, Finland, Finland, Finland. Yes, it was Helsinki. So very well done if you got that at home. And John wins the quiz with two points to Joe's half point because he's bigger than me. Yeah, and that's I think I think that's a fair outcome there. Uh, a superb pub quiz, Robin. Uh, we now head Joe back in the through the vista of years in your mind to the pub that your mum ran. What was it like? Um, well, let's just clear up a few details around that. I believe. My sister ran it, mm-hmm. and my sister lived there. And then during some rough patches, my mum moved in there to help her run it. Oh. Of which I don't think they were the landladies. I mean, they ran it, and you've described that if they live there and they run it, that they are landlady. They may not have been the licensee. They weren't the licensee, there you go, but they did run it. What was it like? It was a shithole. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) It was a shithole, yes. Um, Did they take on a shithole or did it become a shithole under their stewardship? It was a shithole that they took on and it remained so until they left, of which they then shut it down for a bit, someone else bought it they painted it i think that was the thing it used to be painted white and now it's painted gray and it's really made a difference um and renamed it the heafield tavern it must be a tricky thing to sort of rebrand a pub especially if it's got like a lot of regulars you know even if it's a shithole but the regulars bring the money in 
do you go, right, we, we've got to try and get rid of all these people or we've got to change things up to the point at which they might not want to come and take the risk that no one comes or do we continue with its sort of shithole vibe? It's geography played a big, big part in it that you couldn't afford to bar anyone really mm. because mm. they were the only people available to come in. Um so it just remains a shithole. But, you know, there were some good moments. I'm sure. Yeah, there were. Lock-ins. We, had, we, we treated ourselves to several lock-ins there. Um, it was quite enjoyable, actually, when no one was in it. You know, that feel of your own pub. Yeah, the people make a pub. And any pub can be a great pub with the right people. As long as, long as they keep their beer well. <laughs> so the people and the way they keep the beer... Makes a pub. Okay, so that's the criteria for a good pub. It could be a shithole with shit people and still be a good pub? No? no uh, <laughs> well, I think what you're saying is that the, the vibe of the pub changed when it was just you guys in a lock-in with the select few. So essentially it was just a house. <laughs> yeah, it was like drinking in your house, but if you had a draft system. <laughs> it was an unpublic house. I I sense that you don't want us to delve too deep into this pub story. <laughs> uh, it's not. Yes, you you've got such a wonderful super sense of story sensing. Um, there is darkness in pubs as well as light. No, yeah, I quite like the dark corners of a pub though. Oh yeah, well that's nice in a sort of Sherlock Holmes candlelit way. But if, uh, it's just, you met- if it just represents a bad time in your life. It's not quite the same as Sherlock Holmes. No, going I to do a have pub. one. I do have one fond memory of that pub, and that was when we were young, and we ended up half inching a barrel from the local cricket club that they'd left out, and it was a full barrel of which it was heavy, mm. and we said, "Right, we'll have that." As soon as we had it, we were like, shit, how are we carrying this? And we were like, right. So we ended up rolling it down the hills back home. And then then when we got home, we suddenly realised that we had no equipment to actually get the contents <laughs> out. Um, and we were like, well, anyone know how to open this? Should, do you want me to get a hammer? They were like, no, we don't want you to get a hammer. I said, well, what do we do with it? What do we do with it? And it was the previous owners of that pub that we mentioned we had a barrel. And they said, where'd you get it from? And I said, ask no questions, tell no lies. They said, bring it up and we'll have it off you. And in return, we got uh, five free pints each. Ah, That's pretty good. So, you know, there is a positive in that story. And what a lovely pub that used to be yeah what what's what's the moral of the story um, yeah I'm, I'm str- your happy memory does involve theft <laughs> <laughs> if so, are we interpreted it as when you drive past someone's house and they've got a sofa and a table or in their living room a, a bo- <laughs> then it's perfectly acceptable to just sort i of feel bash like i'm incriminating myself with this one <laughs> Uh, and they uh, and they've put a sign on it saying please take me we looked at that and we saw no sign that said please take me but it was in a position to be taken mm. and uh the moral of the story is cricket clubs should lock up their barrels of beer interesting take 
in in many ways when people park their cars outside their house there 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 aren't often signs saying please don't take the car <laughs> um even though they are essentially left on the curbside yeah yeah, okay. yeah well, it's up it, it's up for interpretation yeah. isn't it? lovely really memories is. lovely <laughs> memories um so joe we move on to spirits now are you a spirit drinker and if so what are your two choices my my spirits of choice i'm a rum man mm. Mm. I am a rum man. I used to be a whiskey man, mm-hmm. particularly just Jack Daniels, but I had I was a bad Jack Daniels drinker. Um and it wasn't until I stopped and found rum in my life and red wine that I realized how much more fun I was on those on those drinks. I think often it's about finding drinks that you drink a bit slower and and you know, enjoy a bit more, but just finding drinks that you, you that aren't gone as soon as you got them in your hand. Also, drinks you enjoy. Mm. A lot of the time, growing up with alcohol, um, the whole idea was just to just to get drunk. It wasn't about appreciating the actual taste of it. It was like most most alcoholic drinks growing up. I was like, well, that tastes like ass. That you know, there was one drink that tasted like Bigfoot's dick, and you go, well, I don't want that. You you know you don't want that in your life. I just I wanted something nice and Kraken. Mm. Ah, a popular choice. Kraken or Dead Man's Finger. Oh, I don't know. You've got to choose. I'm inclined to go with Dead Man's Finger only because the bottles um, look nice. I find I find Kraken a bit too clovey. I'll say it. Oh, um, I'll say it. Not a fan. But I've not had Dead Man's Finger. What would you drink your Kraken with? Are you a rum and coke man? Yeah, Diet Coke. Right. Okay. Fine. Robin, what about you? Do you drink Kraken? Um, I have had Kraken. Yeah. I, I mean, I've got a quite sweet tooth when it comes to rum. I like spiced rum, and I like it with full fat coke. Okay. Yeah, but, um, I'm with you on that. I wouldn't go with mm. the Diet Coke, I'm afraid. Sorry. Mm. Oh, I've I've looked up Dead Man's Fingers in my mind, and their website in my mind is quite sort of... The, the way that you scroll through is just by moving on the trackpad in your mind, and it's like I'm, there should be a warning for epileptics. It is quite, <laughs> it is quite intense. So I'm just going to close that down. It does remind me of the Batman... You know the Batman when, um, I think it's Batman and Robin actually, you know the neon gang, under underground gang, they're all painted up in neon lights and the nope, not a different generation I see. Um, that's Sorry, funny. I'm just looking at the, uh, the, the rum website in my <laughs> it's mind. It's like being in a nightclub. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> yeah, an epileptic yeah. Fit. Yeah. We'll go with Kraken. Um, okay. Oh, Oh, I see. It's an about turn. Uh, well, I prefer Kraken in my dark and stormy. Ah, um, good choice. I just, I can't get enough of them. They're wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And your second spirit? And my second spirit um, is is slightly random, and I don't actually know the the actual spirit. All I know is that it might be called Kane. Do you, know, do you know anything? You can educate me more on this. I went to Zimbabwe growing up a couple of times. And they would always uh, drink, it, it was called Mainstay. Maybe you can help me with this. It was Mainstay. It was a, a white spirit, and I don't know what it was, 
all they used to call it was cane. We're like, oh, we'll have some canes. We'll have some cane out or whatever. Mainstay it was. Cane. So oh, it's wow. a cane. It's a cane spirit, is what it's described as, which I guess is not a million miles from a white rum. It is remarkably cheap. Mm. It is five dollars eighty three okay. for uh, a bottle, which I'm guessing is what sort of forty percent. It's got a lovely ship on the on the label there, like yes. a sailing ship. Lovely ship on that. Yeah, it looks like a kind of Patrick O'Brien novel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nice. I mean, it's. I'm only seeing it in Zimbabwean dollars, so I don't know if that is different to American dollars. I think Zimbabwe only uses American dollars now. They, ah. their their own dollar got up to trillion, wasn't it? You, yeah, like you that, could yeah. get a trillion dollar note. Yeah, yeah. wowzers, unbelievable. And they used to export actually a lot of the the cash out, wads and wads, well, um, truckloads out to South Africa to actually take out the small silver strip that was in the money because it was worth more than the money itself. Oh, really? Oh, so it's 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 a vodka made from molasses, distilled from molasses, ah. and it was awarded the Vodka Trophy at the International Wine and Spirits Competition in 2007. Ah, okay. You've educated me. Mm. I didn't actually know what spirit I was actually placing in my pub. Huh. Well, it, it, I'm fascinated to try it. I bet uh, maybe it's slightly sweeter than vodka. But it, I do like the bottle, that, that ship in the middle, clear glass. Lovely stuff. They would offer put, often put bitters in it. Mm. Yeah. Um, because I guess it would be too sweet. Um, I went on. to a... There's a fantastic uh, off-licence sort of wine shop in Edinburgh called Drinkmonger. And they had a selection of 20 different bitters... Ooh. So you could get like licorice bitters, um, strawberry bitters, orange, lemon bitters. It really was quite quite the sight. So we've got Kraken Rum and Mainstay Cane Spirit. I'm going to call it Mainstay Cane Spirit, Zimbabwean. <laughs> what, what an interesting choice. Uh, but we must head over to the library to expand our minds. Robin, what are you entering into the shelves this week? Yes, welcome to the Moon Underwater Pub Library, where every week we enter a new book onto the pub shelves that's either about pubs or features a scene which takes place in a pub or sometimes doesn't have anything to do with pubs at all. But um, this week it's a really good novel I'm reading called The Idiot by Elif Batuman. And um, it's a semi-autobiographical novel um, by... uh, She's a Turkish-American writer, and it's about a college student, Selin, who's attending Harvard in the 1990s. So it really did seem to press a lot of my buttons because it's about being a student at uni in the 90s. So it it really did appeal to me. And it begins in a very um, Ellis and John fashion. The first first line of the book is, I didn't know what email was until I got to college. I had heard of email and knew that in some sense I would have it. (laughs) You really have to be on email these days. But... um, it's a, it's a, it's a really really good book. It's she's she's a very kind of compelling um character the narrator. And she kind of falls for this fellow student Ivan who's very kind of inscrutable and enigmatic and most of their relationship kind of plays out on email. But this is a nice scene where they um they go to a bar despite the fact that Selin isn't really a drinker. So I'll just read out this little this little scene here.
We walked 20 minutes farther from campus to a crowded bar in a basement where we came up against a warm wall of cigarette smoke, beery exhalations and some kind of vaporous sawdust. I didn't understand why we had to be there in that place. At the same time, there was nowhere in the world that I would rather have been. I thought about what a special, unusual person Ivan was. How much more present and alive than other people. How he said and thought things that nobody else said or thought. And how ready he was to walk around with me for hours. All I had to do was write him an email, and then he walked around with me all day long. Who else in the world would do that? Health, Ivan said in Russian, and we clinked glasses. The beer was cold and not especially unpleasant, but I couldn't tell what the point of it was. It was at once watery and bitter. Apparently, that was desirable. She then proceeds to get drunk off one beer, and they walk home together. I looked at him. He was smiling and looked gentle. What if he thought I was expecting something? I'd better go, I said. Right now? Yeah. To do what? Sleep? Yeah. I looked at him. Okay, he said. I felt like I had won, and yet when I turned to go through the gate, I also felt like something had been ripped out of my chest. Oh. It's uh, it's very, very uh, powerful about university romance there, I think. It's, it's a really good little scene. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Oh, that brings back memes. Mm, the old yeah. uh, ripping out of the old chest feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um, does, that, does that ring true with your university experiences, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have any universe. Oh, no, I have one or two. Did mm. it involve ripping out any hearts? No. <laughs> um, do I get the feeling? Do I under- Can I... Does that resonate with me? Um, yes, Usually when I do exercise, um, mm. nothing to do with love. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Superb edition. Let's pop that on the shelf now. The Idiot. Superb. What's the author again, Robin? Elif Batuman. Elif Batuman. Mm. Well, we don't just have a library here, Joe. We also have a jukebox. And we need you to add your dream pub album to the Moon Underwater pub jukebox. I would love to add... Lady Smith, Black Mambazo's album, mm. their greatest ah. hits. But I worry that that would be too niche. No, no, that was that was massive in the early 2000s. Do you remember? Everyone had that album. I absolutely loved that album. It was it was a, it was a it was it was a three-way fight between Lady Smith, Black Mambazo, <laughs> Robson and Jerome. Whoa. Um <laughs> <laughs> and Paul Simon's Graceland. Right. Yeah. Covering a lot of bases. <laughs> yeah, Paul Simon's Graceland would probably be more of a popular choice. Robson and Jerome, I I feel everyone inside the pub would leave immediately. I don't know. Those songs are just good songs. You'd have a job to you'd have a well you'd have a job to make Unchained Melody unpleasant though i'm sure people have it's such i mean it's such an insane song it's so Mm. good robin your thoughts on robson and jerome please um they they you know when the beatles kind of did their reforming single free as a bird yeah it was robson and jerome that kept it off number one wasn't it yeah i remember that and also a a queen single because that was when made in heaven came out was it really yeah pretty sure was it 95 uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would imagine 
What? When did Free as a Bird come out? I think it was 95. If we look at the chart in our mind... Mm. Um, so did Made in Heaven also feature kind of posthumously... Sorry, we've really gone off on one But obviously that featured... Did it feature the rest of Queen playing around Freddie's voice? Yeah, and stuff that they had... Um, they had, Yes, yeah. So Winter's Tale, the Queen song... Uh, this is this is seventeenth of December. So Earth Song was number one. Mm. Father and Son, Boy Zone, Free as a Bird, Beatles, Oh So Quiet, Bjork, Missing, Everything but the Girl, and Winter's Tale by Queen, Gangsters Paradise at seven. What then, a year! And then up on the roof. Up eight. on the roof. Up on the roof. When this whole world starts getting you down. No, Earth, Apologies. Earth, Earth song kept Free as a Bird off. Oh, was it? Yeah, off the yeah. top spot. But yeah, it was a good time to be alive. alive. And, <laughs> and, and Earth song also. No, Up on the Roof was number one, and then Earth song knocked it off the top. Right. Uh, that's fair. I'd, I'll give him that. Disco 2000 by Pulp. I remember mm. recording the top 40 because I was so excited about Disco 2000. Being in there, and I got the uh, got the release date wrong, oh. so I sat and listened to an entire episode of the Top Forty, waiting for <laughs> Disco Two Thousand. Got absolutely nothing. Um, the Christmas number one that year was Earth Song. Yeah, of course it was. Wonderwall by Mike Flowers Pops was second. It was a very strange time. It was an odd time, but good songs. Yeah, yeah. that top ten is just fantastic. I just mm. love that. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic choice, Ladysmith Black Mambazo's greatest hits on the jukebox. Uh, but you have one selection left, Joe, and it's your wild card choice. This can be absolutely anything you want in your dream pub. I toyed with needing to appeal to the slightly younger demographic by needing some form of entertainment, like a pool table. But I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I want my pub to be, I want it to be a quaffing pub and I want people to quaff over their enjoyment of the drinks that they're drinking as well. So it's going to have to be another drink for my wild card. Mm -hmm. And my wild card is going to be Amarula. Mm. I know Amaretto. I don't know Amarula. Speak me some liqueur. Amarula is very Baileys-like. Mm-hmm. But it is from the. Amar- <laughs> Look at me trying to know what I'm talking about. I believe just... it's from the Amarula. I believe. Uh, let's start again with that. Um, Amarula is very Bailey's-like, uh, but but slightly fruitier, mainly because it comes from the African fruit of Amarula fruit. It does. You've you've absolutely nailed yes. it. It's a cream liqueur from South Africa made with sugar cream and the fruit of the African marula tree. Wow. Which is locally called the elephant tree or the marriage tree. And I think that's the that might be the tree in which, and this is an obscure bit of Ray Mears knowledge, that African women when they give birth are sometimes taken inside this tree. To give birth in the tree. Wow. That might be misremembered. 
In fact, I, that's definitely a lie. This tree has a very thin trunk. It could not accommodate. But had you said it with conviction, I would have believed every word. Yeah, sorry, so sorry. Um, the reason I choose the reason I choose Amarula is because it it, uh, it was ju- it's just a wonderful drink. Um, over ice, it's just a nice little tipple. That's that's my wild card. Superb choice, and I actually would quite like to taste it. Does it taste a bit like amaretto? No, I don't believe it's called amarula because it sounds I like. Yeah, I don't think they taste the same because they sound yeah. the same. Sorry. I mean, custard and mustard are your go-to there, I think. But um, they look the same. Yeah, but so fruit like fruity Bailey's, I like the sound of that. Fruity Bailey's, it's lovely, absolutely lovely. Little nightcap. Well. On that bombshell, we leave the regular listeners, the Johnny-come-flyby nightlies, uh, to find out about Joe's dream pub companion. If you would like to hear this extra choice, head over to moonunderpod.com and subscribe on Patreon for but six guineas a month. Six pounds. (laughs) And uh, it gets you all sorts of other treats as well, like access to uh, tickets for live events, an extra bonus podcast behind the cellar door and extended ad-free episodes. We'll see you very soon if you've chosen not to do that, which is your right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, we return to you, Johnny Come Fly Be Nightlies, uh, after quite an extraordinary uh Dream Pub Companion chat with Joe. Um, they will remain forever uh, a mystery. But anyway, we've got two more matters of business. But I do want to ask, Joe, because we haven't actually talked about what you want your pub to look like. You, you've said you want it to be a quaffing pub. You've said that you like dark corners. But what sort of vibe is it? What sort of period? Uh, what What am I seeing when I walk in? Um... I attempted to come up with my own pub in my head of how I wanted it. 
and that that is that is the point of the the, the entire show. <laughs> Which <laughs> I realise now that that is the point of the show. But no, I was attempting to do that. I was attempting to dream up this pub of what shows. And every time I came up with something, I went, "Oh, but that's got that. Oh, that's what's there. That's what there." And then I realised the pub that I've been going to for years is the pub that I would want my pub to be. Ah. I want that pub. I've asked several times whether I could have the pub and they've said no. Really? Have you tried to buy it seriously? Yes. And they're like, no, because they know they're onto a gold mine there. It is called the Six Bells in Chiddingly. Oh. And it has everything I want in a pub. It has a bar. (laughs) Important. Important. It has a... Uh, a fireplace corner with some tables around it so that's that's for when you want a little bit of warmth in the winter and a little bit you know tucked away from the hustle and bustle then you've got the main bar section where you've got all the locals around they're in there daily all the same characters then you've got um, as you come out to the sort of main area before going out into the garden You've got a big, long table, which is great to have big groups to go around. And it's got this wonderful table that's been uh, scribbled in over the years. All covered in... It's, all the dirt is stuck and crusty in all these different people's names. It's got everyone on that. And then they've got little tables with nooks and crannies for if you want to not be heard. It looks absolutely out of this world. It's got a garden... A smoking area next to the pond. It's got a pond and the pond is good because um, there's that element of danger that if someone's had too many, they, they're going to find themselves in there. And I quite like to have that in the pub. I think this might be one of the best pubs I've ever seen. Yeah, it looks beautiful. On top of that, it has got a separate bar, which is the band room. Mm. And they have live music in there. And that's where you can go in get all sweaty and betty and get your rock on and it is brilliant but you you come out of there and you can do your quaff in the corner you can go see the locals or if you you can go around the corner you can sit in front of the fire and you don't hear any of that so it's it's all these little little different sections in one pub and it is just we've got so many wonderful memories there and they 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 also have a biker club every tuesday every other tuesday um, where about 200 Harley riders all go down there and it's great. I've said this before and I'll say it again. If you're taking photos of a pub to put on the internet or in my mind, no one gives a fuck about what your fish and chips look like. <laughs> Take a photo of the bar. Yeah. Show me what drinks are on offer. Don't take a photo of your boiled potatoes and your chicken goujons. I don't. No one cares. I want to see the pub. God damn it! I'm praying that you've googled it and they haven't put any of their food up. Oh, the, no! There. Look, this just looks like one of the best pubs I've ever seen. Mm. But I'm talking every every tenth photo. I'm getting a picture of the pub. I'm getting pictures of Yorkshire puddings and <laughs> guys, no one cares about your bad photo of a plate of food. That's that's amazing as well because it's not a, they have food, like the menu's been the same for the last 20 years, um, but it's not a food pub. 
Oh, it looks just absolutely out of this world. So why would I dream up a pub when exactly I've already got the access to the pub that I adore? Is this pub near you? It is about ten minutes from oh where I live, God. and it is dreamy. Oh, Jesus Christ, dreamy. I how right when where where is it? Okay. It's not too far from Lewis. We could do do a double jaunt. Have you done this? Lewis? Have you? We well, no. Done um, Lewis. I've been there recently, but Ollie Smith, who was a guest on here, he was talking about Lewis a lot and the um, the um, Sussex Best pub there. Lewis is fantastic, fantastic. Everything's in such close proximity. You walk here, walk there, and you've got everything you need. It's a great night out. I'm feeling an awful lot of desire right now. <laughs> I went to um, a wedding near Lewis recently, and... For kind of for personal reasons, I needed to uh, buy a new shirt. I realised my shirt didn't fit when I got down there because <laughs> we change. We all change. He's bulked up. Uh, yeah, yeah. People change. The way, the way in which you described for personal reasons. <laughs> for personal I, reasons. I'm not going to answer that question for personal reasons. But you yeah. said I bought a shirt for personal, personal reasons. Yes. But weirdly, <laughs> that's now the look is a very tight shirt where the sort of the little bits Why? between the buttons are because people are thick. No, you want comfort. You want comfort, yeah, indeed, especially at a wedding. But I mean, if if you if you're going to go charity shopping, Lewis is pretty good. I got a Charles Truitt shirt for like ten pounds. You know, they, they retail at 70 max. Yes, plus. No, that's a bargain. That is an absolute bargain. <laughs> Sorry. We've gone, gone very 70 far. 70 max plus. Yeah, so I don't funny. know. They're, very ex- <laughs> they're expensive. That's, uh... You're barred. Joe, thank you so much for bringing the six bells into my mind's eye. Because I'll, I will dream about that pub. However... We need to bar something from your pub, something you don't want involved, an activity, a sort of person, a thing. You look like the sort of guy who, were you to tell someone to stop doing something, they would listen. But what do you want outlawed in your dream pub? It's an easy one. Phones. Okay. There will be, I will, I will, I will buy a telephone box. Apparently you can buy them for a pound. I'm sure I read that somewhere. I think they're more than that, but someone said a pound. I will buy a traditional telephone box and it will have a working phone line. It will have all the numbers for the local taxi ranks and you can call whoever you want if you don't want a taxi. But that is the only phone allowed in this pub. I want the people of this pub to enjoy each other's company. I don't want them staring down at their phone. I don't want them saying, oh, have a look at it. I want them to, even though I like uh, the tangents you can go off on mm. in a pub, in a conversation, and sometimes you need the ability to Google something or go, actually, let's get that, get the real, where does draft come from? Mm. I prefer bullshit. I prefer someone to come in and lie convincingly because you're just there to enjoy the moment and then the following day you can go, eh, Terry, that was bollocks. I've just Googled it when I got home and got my phone. That's So phones for me, I want boy, everyone to be in the moment, boys and girls, enjoying each other's company. 
Are you allowed access to your phone to get the number you need to call because people don't remember numbers anymore? Good point. Um, okay. I still remember Robin's landline from when he lived at home. Robin, did you used to answer the phone with your landline number? No, but my grandma used to do yeah, that. Yeah, mm. my parents used to do that. 6572, and I'd be like, what the fuck? Surely you say hello first. Yeah. And they're like, no. You, I said, why do you say the number? They said, well, in case they've called the wrong number. And I went, but surely after you've said hello, is Steve there? And you go, no, it's Paul. Steve doesn't live here. You'd then go, oh, I've got the wrong number. Do you remember the episode of One Foot in the Grave where Victor Maldrew picks up a... Is it a puppy? Yeah, a puppy. And he goes, 4291, like that. <laughs> does that ring any bells for you? Uh, it does, actually. I yeah. don't bloody believe it. <laughs> I don't bloody believe it. That must be, yeah. Okay, 4291. My friend was mugged once, and they asked him for his pin. Actually, they took his wallet. And from somewhere in his mind, he said, 4291. <laughs> Did he say it in Victor Meldrews? No, episode? he didn't. <laughs> Might have given the game away. 4291. <laughs> yes, no, it's bloody not. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, no phones in Joe Marler's dream pub. Okay, the, just to clear up the practicalities, okay. Yeah. You, you can come with your phone. Uh-huh. You then hand in um, your phone and you give me your emergency contact or number that you need for a taxi at the start of the evening or day, and then we lock your phone. Like when you're applying for a passport. And you have to hand in your phone? No, that the metaphor doesn't stretch. In fact, it's not a metaphor, it's an analogy. <laughs> I don't know. It's a simile. Excellent. What's a rhyming word? What's a, what's a doing word? Anyway, um, <laughs> we... We've got no phones here in Joe Marler's Dream Pub, and so far we have Guinness, Stouffer Press, tick, tick. Pinotage Malbec, Bruce Jackie, tick. Corona, question mark. Uh, we have got uh, Ladysmith Black Mambazo's Greatest Hits on the Jukebox. We've got Mainstay Cane Spirit, yes, please, Crack and Rum. Bit too clovey, but I'll allow it. We have two guests who will remain nameless for those who don't uh, subscribe on Patreon. We also have Amarula, the Baileys-like spirit from South Africa. Hurry up, please. It's time. But finally, we need a name, Joe, for this wonderful, wonderful pub based on the six bells that I am now going to think about for the next 50 years. It's unoriginal. Doesn't matter. But it's traditional. And it is the six bells plus one. So because I will now own the six bells, I'm the bell that has now owned it. <laughs> it will become the seven bells. Oh, the seven bells. Lovely. The locals can still call it the six bells if they, if they like, but it will be... Um, It'll be promoted as the seven bells. And also, if people misbehave, you can knock seven bells out of them. Ah, wonderful. That will be the tagline. Mm. Come down to the seven bells, be nice, or have it kicked out of you. Yeah, it's catchy as well. And the sign is just you just bludgeoning someone. 
Okay, that might put people off. It might put people <laughs> off a bit. Although no, no, the sign is just you being like a big rugby guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I, th- I think the sign would be better if it was just seven bells. Oh, well, what about if it's six bells and the th- the seventh bell is like bell shaped, but it's your face? Okay, so I, I'm going with um, me not on the sign. Okay, fair enough. Maybe seven um, faces. But instead of faces, they're bells. So just seven bells. Yeah, I think that's actually quite a good call. The old seven bells. Yeah, in 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 the shape of a bell is what like the not not the shape, but they're they're lined up in a bell, like a Russian bell, like a Russian doll, but bells. Oh right, like right, nice. Well, Joe Marler, we thank you so much for coming to the Moon Underwater and sharing your dream pub with us. It is yours to take with you for wherever you need it the most. But I dare say that a pub very close to home will satisfy most of your desires. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. I have enjoyed every second of it. Thank you. Thank you.